Welcome to the School of Calisthenics podcast with your hosts, Tim and Jacko. So it's another one of those weeks where we take a little bit of a step back and we let you listen to us on somebody else's podcast. Should you like to do that sort of thing? So we get to be interviewed this time rather than be the interviewees or the discussies, but I guess we get to discuss a lot of a lot dis- about... The discussies. The discussies. That's that When more than one person is a discuss... And that's a discuss I. <laughs> and uh, let's get into the intro where um, we are on the Forever Stronger Coaching podcast and... Yeah, get to talk. We go on a little bit of a, a tangent at times, um, delving into some stuff that we've never actually really talked about before. Everything from like how things started organically for us with our training, but then particularly the School of Calisthenics itself and how you guys have helped build this incredible thing that that we all feel part of this amazing community. There's a lot of mindset stuff in there, a bit of philosophy. Um, Tim gets a little bit emotional. I get a little bit excited. Um, and... Uh, and scuba diving gets mentioned again. Well, yeah. Which is always I, a highlight for me. My favourite part about that would be that um, at the point where you said tangent, people go, nope, can't <laughs> listen to it. I mean, as if we don't go off on a tangent enough. But anyway, this was a nice one for us. We enjoyed talking through some some of the different points which we don't often sort of get to go into a bit of detail on. So have a little listen to this one. It is myself and Jacko on the Forever Stronger Coaching Podcast. Is that right? That was right, Tim. Forever, Forever Stronger, Stronger Coaching, Coaching Podcast. Might edit that out. Roll the jingle. Happy days. Awesome, guys. Yeah, good to have you on and it's good to connect. Again, like I was saying briefly, um, it's funny how it's just from the power of Instagram. I can just shoot you guys a message. But let's record this podcast and chat about your journey and again, how you got into calisthenics. And, and I, it's funny watching you guys go from where you started to where you are now. Obviously, it's the whole like, you know, tip of the iceberg thing. Everyone would just see this website, programs, affiliation, Futured In, and this giant brand that you guys have built. But where did it kind of start from? What made you want to get into calisthenics? Because back then it was very niche and not many people even knew how to pronounce the word. That's the problem. (laughs) We find. Yeah, it started really organically. Um, It was never when we first began, wasn't ever really about building a school of calisthenics or anything like that it was it was more just a bit of an experiment around starting to try and work with some different different ways to train my background is a strength and conditioning coach been working with Paralympic athletes for the sort of last 12 years and um, amazing it was yeah it was a way just to try and do something a bit different and then also um, I've had two shoulder reconstructions on my left shoulder no cheese um, and learning to handstand was then I thought that it might be a reasonable way to kind of build a little bit of confidence back in my shoulder I thought if I can balance on my hands and I can have some confidence that my shoulder's actually fairly yeah. stable because a lot of the stuff that I'd done in the past hadn't worked um, mm. and then I just met Jack about the same time through a friend that goes to the um, same church as us and um, we just connected and I was like came back from a trip to South Africa where I put a bit of time into some handstand and I was like mate we've got mm. to try this <laughs> you're a head start on me yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, I had two weeks but if we'd not done that we would have probably gone back into sort of standard bench and bicep sort of training so it came along at the start of when we were starting to actually get to know each other mm. and then we just were having fun just training and playing around with it and it was literally for our, our own enjoyment of a challenge to try and learn to move in new ways do something we hadn't done before become a bit more athletic um, get away from the mundane kind of training of like oh i'm gonna back squat this week and i'm gonna bench press and should i do five reps or ten reps and 
I've just got tired of that. And, uh, and yeah. Palace Saints became an opportunity to, to do something which was do something way, way more exciting in the gym. Yeah, and um, I guess this this voice is Jacko. <laughs> that was <Tim. laughs> um, the like, as you said. There was it was back. I mean, when we started, that was in 2014, wasn't it? And not only people not being able to necessarily pronounce it correctly, the word calisthenics, <laughs> say it from left to right, keep the words, in the, keep the letters in the same order, all that sort of jazz, normal English. But um, there was there was no one in our gym. There wasn't even really that much space in our gym. We were looking. There was like a bit of a, a track area where they would like have some prowlers and whatnot. So that's sort of where we we do stuff there. And then also just in between all the machines and whatnot, there was knocking about in the gym. And the gym where we where we work out of is like actually over the last over those what we're now six years has, has, has changed quite a lot to accommodate loads more um calisthenic stuff which is great and you start to see those sort of uh functional rigs and whatnot cropping up not only in like um sort of independent gyms where it's sort of being mm. quite maybe it's not necessarily just calisthenics but with crossfit or but they've, they've got yes. those elements to it that gives you the ability to be able to do ring muscle-ups and work on bars without um it having to be part of a pulley machine or something like that yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, and then and then in your major gyms as well they're starting to put like functional rigs in and that sort of stuff as well so it has it has grown massively um and yeah so we've just i guess been along for the ride like i'd I'd just I'd finished a professional rugby career that ended with a head injury, and so I'd been out of training oh, for. Um, well, it took me twelve months to be able to run without getting a headache, um, and uh, yeah, all these th- the elements came together all at the same time for us. Like we'd just met, and we were both looking at doing something a little bit different with our training, um, and just caught the bug of like trying to learn how to do a handstand and then a human flag, and ultimately doing these things that when we first tried them. They felt impossible, and that's where the sort of tagline yeah. "redefine impossible" comes from. Because it genuinely oh, like did. That. We looked at each other and we'd say, "Like, and this feels impossible." But because you'd seen someone like Frank Madrana do it, you're like, "I know it's possible. I believe it can be done. Mm-hmm. Um, we've just got to figure out how to do it." So we were excited by the challenge of that. Um, I guess we used the tools that we developed through training Paralympic athletes, where we've got to break down movements mm-hmm. and do things a little bit outside the box and think differently about how we change and adapt exercises to suit athletes that have some sort of impairment our impairment was we weren't good enough or strong enough to be able to do the movement we wanted to do um and we just sort of yeah it 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 sort of started from there and was for no originally no other reason other than us wanting to do something a bit different nice man i like that i find that's the case for a lot of people in calisthenics is that it is that there definitely was a shift around that time 2012 to 2014 when it's still a bit underground where a lot of people were suddenly being like there has to be a much more interesting way to work out other than being stuck to it. For me, it was, I didn't like the idea that a lot of people thought fitness was stuck to a piece of equipment or a reliance on something. And I'm like, you are literally the most efficient biomechanical being in the planet, in our current known universe. Look at what we can do. Gain an inkling of that. Just, just gain 10% of what this thing can do and like you'd be set for life. Because when I went to uni, it was very much a case of, watching 21 22 year olds graduate with like back issues like my dad and i'm like what like come off it like you guys like the the greatest minds in this country why is your physicality not there as well so once i went to uni it was very much a case of teaching people calisthenics it was like take away the excuse of i don't have a gym membership i can't afford a gym membership i'm not a gym person all right well use this use your body learn how to 
you know, you don't have to be a, a, a gymnast to be good at calisthenics, which is what I like about it, is that it's a much nicer barrier to entry. And there's not that kind of stigma around you've got to do these absolutely incredible things. It's very much coming across a journey, which is kind of embodied in your name, School of Calisthenics. How did that name come about? How do you guys, how did that happen? It sounds like it was first two guys training, pushing each other from injuries in that rehab aspect. So how did it suddenly turn into this school? We started with a WhatsApp, a WhatsApp group like <laughs> flying did. names around. Yeah. Um, we always wanted to be about teaching. Yeah. That was always the biggest thing for us about education. Our background of where we've come from, um, education experience-wise, was always about wanting to make it easy and accessible for people to learn calisthenics because our journey was that when we first started, we didn't really have we found it quite difficult to get resources that were suitable for people who were coming with well, my multiple dislocations and two surgeries and my shoulder, Jacko's dislocated or separated AC joint, broken scapula. For, for ex-rugby players who no, got no background in gymnastics, we actually found getting started wasn't that easy. And people would be like, oh, I just do it like this. And I'm like, well, yeah, but you've been a gymnast or you've been doing, you haven't put yourself through 25 years of rugby to now go and tell me how yes. my shoulder should be positioned in a human flag which is actually the, the position which i used to dislocate in mm. so we wanted to the, the enjoyment that we found in calisthenics we wanted to share with other people and we really wanted to about, be about making it accessible and education coaching teaching being the, the core pillars because the reality is there are people in the world who are way 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 better than jack and i at calisthenics um, but we thought we had something to offer in terms of actually breaking it down and making it easier for people to get started um, through that process, as Jacko says, of just, this is how you coach movement. This is how you coach strength. And we've done that for years, well, over a decade now, um, at a very oh, high wow. level in terms of the athletes that we've, we've coached and gold medalists and, and world record holders and world champions. So we, we've had that, that kind of pedigree in that area. And we wanted to kind of take that and put that into calisthenics. Nice. So what background? So your background uh, is primarily in strength and conditioning. And then I've got the names like Jacko. Your background yeah. in rugby and what else? Um, well, so like, yeah, I played. Give me CV, Jacko. I played. Sit tight. <laughs> on a bit. <laughs> I, I spent many years collecting certificates <laughs> from various establishments. Um, so I played, I played professional rugby in the championship yeah. um, here in the UK. Um, and I'm, I've got a master's in um, engineering. I'm mm-hmm. a qualified science uh, secondary school teacher. Um, a few other diplomas and whatnot, I won't bore you with those. But um, <laughs> I then uh, credited with the UK Strength and Conditioning Association. So when I finished playing rugby and met Tim, I started on that journey um, to become a professional SNC uh, coach. Let's see. Okay. Already been done that five years, like six years, I think. Yeah. yeah. Like that. Um, I actually studied business management at university. Um, and then went and it was a scuba dive instructor for three years. I was like, this twist came out of freaking nowhere. Went to scuba? <laughs> yeah, I worked in Australia in Zanzibar for, for a while. I was living the dream beach bum lifestyle, which was, which was pretty cool. Then realized I should get a proper job. Um, came back and then sort of transitioned through a sports development role into strength and condition. And then went self-employed, mm-hmm. uh, as Jacko says, uh, UKSCA accredited, got a master's in exercise physiology, um, uh, yeah, done sports science, uh, sorry, sports massage qualifications over the years. Mm-hmm. So quite just varied and, and stuff as well. But um, yeah, ultimately just uh, bringing all of that to the table, I think in terms of our combination of skills and experience probably makes it just a little bit different maybe. Yeah, I think the curveball is sort of, and I, I always think that is what gave us the tools to be able to figure some of the stuff out that we've learned ourselves was the, mm. 
um, when you're doing strength and conditioning in the Paralympic world, like this, you, you know, Tim had been, I'd, I basically did sort of like almost like an internship with Tim. He'd been working with Paralympic athletes for about six years before I joined the sort of coaching team with, with another business that was back then. And you finish your, you finish your S&C sort of course and then you go, okay, but now we're going to train someone without any legs or that's missing an arm or whatever it is. And you go, well, I can't do every single exercise I've just been taught about. I can't actually use any of that. And oh, yeah. you can't just go with, okay, well, in a squat, like the ankle does this. Well, we haven't got an ankle, so you need to actually understand Or we have more. an ankle and it's fixed. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't bend. So now how does that change the movement pattern? So we've, wow. got to then under, so we've got to understand like the body and what movements we're trying to create. And we just, I think it just boils down to just a fast track into understanding the body at a deeper level. Hmm. Um, which then when you're trying to then learn how to do something else like in that we found in calisthenics it's been very useful uh tool to be able to break things down and i guess people grab people gravitate to to the school calisthenics that are that have a similar um experience to us trying to learn this stuff when you're sort of mid-30s with no background in Mm -hmm. gymnastics or anything that might be useful um okay we did plenty of training when you're when you're trying to play rugby but ultimately a lot of things like a contact sport like rugby are based around being time being able to take contact and impact and that sort of stuff um which doesn't help you when you're going to then try and do a nice handstand yeah yeah yeah. Um, you're like nice pretty straight line handstand yeah exactly and then you've got all these injuries that whether you've bust your shoulder you've bust your elbows you've bust your wrist doing a contact sport and like how do you like tim's uh, wife has broken both wrists playing uh, snowboarding Jesus and then Christ. just held a handstand. I mean, she, I don't know if she'll remember, but she, when she started, it was like, oh, I can't even do a push-up because, because of my wrist. And then they'll never be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with mm. some, you know, progressive, slowly progressive overload, they can now support her in a, in a full, full handstand. Um, and so I guess a lot of people out there go through that same process that he was going, going there must be something, out, another way to train that's a little bit more interesting and doesn't require this, that, the other but they're coming with a load of baggage from either previous training history or injuries or whatever it is in their life that's making it harder. Yeah, yeah. Um, People gravitate to the fact that, or appreciate the fact that we have walked that path as well and we know how difficult it can be Mm. when you you start with a less than optimal human movement system. I guess, and also because of your background in those uh, injuries, training, different walks of life, um, starting the age that you guys have, I guess you must have had or seen those psychological barriers from people coming to your sessions and being like, oh, I've seen that. I know where you're at. We know how to approach this. Whereas if people haven't had that experience or haven't been exposed to it, like you're talking about working with Paralympic athletes, again, with myself being a PT and then a little bit more about biomechanics and you start to just look at people and how they move and the misinformation in the industry. Whereas you guys have come from an aspect of, again, being older, no gymnastics experience, different sports experience, different walks of life. You then come into it teaching calisthenics and it, it, it kind of is not from an elitist level, but very much a, a level of inclusivity of like, like that story about your wife is, is bang on point. That's exactly it. You see that all the time. Like people are, oh, I can't do calisthenics because of, x y and z and you're like no you literally can because of x y and z and i guess for yeah, you guys it must have been overcoming those barriers for people as well in sessions yeah definitely and i think it's one of the things about bodyweight training more broadly if you want to if you want to kind of use the terminology around that but it, it, it i think 
if you go into any gym, the functional rig is probably any sort of mainstream gym, the least well-used piece of equipment in the gym because a leg press or a pec deck is probably a lot easier for people to go. I'm just going to go and sit on that. I know what I'm doing. It's dead simple. Whereas as soon as you start grabbing hold of a set of gymnastics rings or a suspension trainer, or you're going to start hanging from a bar. There's a lot more stuff that you need to, to, um, to sort of think about. And whilst we kind of go, oh, yeah, but it's, it's the most basic form of human movement training. It, it is, but it's also kind of complex at the same time. Yeah. So I think given what we've always tried to do is give people the confidence to try and then we'll find them little, little wins for them to start off with. And we're going to teach them to do something very quickly that they don't think that they can do, which could be a frog stand. Just literally we'll yeah. do that. And some people come to a workshop absolutely buzzing because for them, that's a massive milestone. And we have sort of like real core values that are part of what our, our ethos is about and physical health or physical well-being is is one of them so yeah what you what your body can do how you feel about yourself body composition strength levels mobility all that sort of stuff that we've kind of pretty well versed in but mental health is equally as important for us so is the concept of getting play back in training um, and the growth mindset around redefining your impossible and if we can yes. teach you to do something which is is, uh, is new. Well, firstly, from a mental health perspective, you're flexing your brain, you're developing new neurocircuitry, you're getting the, the, all the benefits of just getting that, that brain training at the same time as linking it in with the human movement, which is super powerful. You get the concepts of play and fun and calisthenics gives you the freedom to explore movement and just get back to the roots of something which is supposed to be fun, but so many mm -hmm. people get bored when they're in the gym and they don't really like it. Yeah. And if we can get someone to do something that they didn't think they could do from a growth mindset perspective, well, that's not only going to affect how they see everything else in calisthenics. They might do their first mm. frog stand, but they'll leave one of our workshops going, oh, I definitely can do a human flag. I just need to go and do the training. No, I love that's that. amazing that you think you can do that. Um, so, we, yeah, we're very much the, the experience that we want people to have is very much multifaceted. It's not just about whether you can do a ring muscle up or not. It's, it's way mm. more than that. Um, I think by our journey and then how we try and communicate a lot of the sort of our message and people sort of really find just a real connection with that, which is yeah, massively um, sort of important to yeah. us. And we're, and we're passionate about all those things, particularly because there can, there can be those barriers to, as you mentioned, you know, oh, I can't do, I can't try calisthenics because of X, Y, and Z, but we've got to, mm. we've got to take down those barriers, like some of which are mental. I don't know mm. what to do in a in this position or yeah. and then i don't and we generally we don't want to look silly in front of other people and that's sort of deep rooted in our in in us being yeah, yeah. humans we don't want to we, we want to be included and want to be part of a pack because when you get isolated then you're vulnerable well that's how yeah. the that's how your brain perceives it and so when you're going to challenge yourself to like do something particularly in a gym where there's other people that could probably absolutely sp not not noticing what you're doing anyway but in your head yeah. you're thinking oh everyone's looking at me and that oh, everyone <laughs> looks silly like my encouragement is that's a great place to be when you can overcome that because you're you're not only like getting all those physical benefits tim talked about mentally you're starting to give yourself a little bit of resilience around like it's okay for me to do something that looks a bit different it's okay for me a really big one it's okay for me to fail it's okay for me to like try to kick up into a handstand against the wall and actually as long as you're doing you know not as long as you're not failing unsafe but as long as it's safe like you're doing something it's okay to like it not be great at the first attempt um because if you want to if you want to kick up against the wall in a handstand you want to do that because you know that's a good way to start to get used to being upside down but you're petrified of going upside down 
the end goal is it is less important about you being perfect when you're up there it's about you getting the confidence to actually get there in the first place yeah um and that's where when people are starting out as like a genuine beginner um that's where we need that's where we need to meet them because we remember falling over when we were trying to like the first frog stand <laughs> i ever did in our gym i just face planted like yeah. i remember what that was like um <laughs> and you were a professional rubber player <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Terrible, <laughs> and terrible in calisthenics still am but um but yeah that's where there's some real gold there and it becomes it becomes uh, on the surface level it's like wicked when someone learns how to do a muscle up or a flag or whatever it may be but when we get under that surface level and go a bit deeper there's so much richness to be to come out of it as part of not just training but broader than that about about everything about our lives um, which can be physical can be mental yeah i think there's that deep psychological aspect to training where it pushes you past your own glass ceiling that you give yourself, especially yeah. when it comes to calisthenics. Like I love it when people come into a class and I'm like, all right, you're going to go upside down the rings today, even if you've never been in a pair of rings. And they're like, what? No, not possible, this, that. And I'm like, you know what, honestly, I should just make a bet with everyone. Give, you give me a goddamn credit card. We put this through. And if you get upside down, I'm going to freaking charge you or something. I'd be a rich, rich, rich man right now if I did that every time. Because <laughs> every single time, all it takes is a little bit of a push, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And you realize, oh crap, like, I can do this. I can go there. I can push towards that. Oh crap. Actually, you know what? If he was demoing that straddle back lever and that base tuck is the beginning part. Ooh, maybe over time I can slowly begin yeah. to keep yeah. pushing towards it. Can see, yeah. They can see the steps. And I think like there's that they, that helps with that mentality of going like, okay, maybe this thing actually isn't impossible. Yes. But where the real gold comes, the real value that we believe comes is when someone takes that concept and takes rather than going oh so i could i maybe one day i can do this with my training is when they take it from that training and they take it out into the real world and go hey, actually yes. i could maybe do this that i thought i could never do and i want to change this part of the world by doing like, that's where it starts to get really powerful um and that might be surprising people you know you flick on someone's instagram you go oh these guys just like showing off doing a human flag and it's like <laughs> on the surface but then when you start to if you stay along for the ride a little bit longer you'll see that there's uh, yeah there's an awful lot more in store for you a little more to it and i think that's that keystone habit it's that one thing that makes you realize you can push yourself past a certain limit and that carries over it could be someone being like you know what i'm not afraid to go for that promotion I'm exactly. uh, not, not afraid to go out and, and ask that person out for a drink. I'm not afraid to go and put myself in that social situation or something like that. And it kind of, it builds that self-confidence, which is so, so important, which I think sports, it's, it's something that it gives to people. And I think with calisthenics, because it's still quite, I'm going to use the word underground because it's not so mainstream yet. It's still building, even though it's been around for ages, but it's still in that position where it's like, there are no preconceived limits to calisthenics yet. It's not like someone goes into a sport and goes, well, you know what? I couldn't play at that level. Or I couldn't get to that level. They just look at calisthenics. And with most people, it's just, I want to get my first pull-up. That's yeah, it. They yeah. just want to get their first pull-up. They just want to get their first press-up. And they don't think about anything past that because they probably haven't been exposed to levers, human flags. Uh, it's so funny what, when I'm demoing muscle-ups and people are amazed by it. And I'm like, mm, you just get over the bar now. But then I remember when I first saw a muscle-up and I was watching back. Um, yeah, you're like... You know, I was like, how? Like, what's how the secret? How do you get over the bar? I was like, you're like, I've done loads of pull-ups, but it always stops there. Just stop here, like, <laughs> stop my chin. Just touching on where you, that, that you're saying, like, you know, somebody might then transcend to someone goes, I'm going to go for that, um, for that promotion because actually, mm. I don't mind because you'll only go for, try and have a go for that promotion when you don't mind 
or you're you're happy with the fact that you might not get it. But yes. Often we're just paralyzed by the fact that uh, I'm not going to try this thing because I'm worried about failing. And if we've already mm -hmm. gone through that process of understanding that failure is just one of the steps towards success, yep. and we've learned that through our training, we apply it to to other things in our life that are ultimately going to make us happier then calisthenics or however you because it's not you can do this this that's this whole concept is not unique to calisthenics it is mm. available in all sorts of other forms of training as well but we see it right there in your face with calisthenics because it does feel impossible at the start but <laughs> it then becomes the vehicle or the tool for like helping you be happier in life and helping others yeah. be happier in life as well um so yeah that's where that's where it comes special and we didn't no, you know when we started it. it wasn't about that for us at all literally yeah. i remember seeing i'd seen a pictures of human flags like years and years before and always been like i think it looks is that photoshopped and, like, and then you see someone do it for the first time you're like what <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I remember thinking, how? Like, literally what is happening how how are you doing that like what <laughs> like to the point of going like you know you know you don't know you don't know anything about like pushing and pulling with opposite arms or anything mm -hmm. at all you're just like what and then you, you, you know, just see them there. Like, i yeah. just want to learn how to do that because that's yeah. flipping cool <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. and you like jump on the bar and you flag around like, you just like attempt to somehow expect yourself oh, to float into around. it yeah. and you just fall you're like oh what happened here i thought i was just gonna like freeze it's like man it's a little bit deeper than that and then you go through the learning process and you fail like a million times over and again and again and again and again and again and then eventually you start making headway with it and gaining a deeper understanding of your body and that kind of allows you to appreciate what this is and of what you can achieve with it. And once you realize that, again, that keystone habit can transfer into other stuff. Where you're like, <clears throat> I failed, God knows how many times at handstands and not going over the bar. But you know what? I can put that same effort and energy into something else in my life that I want to push towards too. And that makes a huge changeover. And so I guess for you guys, what, what made you guys develop into that mindset? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you already had it with your coaching with certain athletes, but what made it, transition into the school of calisthenics uh i think that comes down to it ourselves, yeah it was experience and I, and I also think it's a deep-rooted um it comes down to philosophy i think about the the philosophy that, that both jack and i have developed over the years as a coach what, what, what am i about as a coach um and that's yeah. through from me of starting to coach when i was probably 12 years old like just my local in my, oh, wow. my team um, i was captain so i had to be in the warm-up and that sort of thing so you, you've been up in front of people developing your coaching process and ethos uh, philosophy for a long time when I was a scuba diving instructor what was I about then was about helping people to have a good time and feel confident I'm about to take you on day one underwater I'm going to get you to breathe I need you to trust me mm. all of these sorts to shape it so when when we started the school of calisthenics we set the what our values were about but our coaching philosophy was fairly well Well, this is how we deliver like this is what we're about we're gonna we're gonna use our coaching skills how we kind of our experience of a performance sport environment and getting people ready jacko as a as an athlete and then from my perspective of i was part of the british team going into uh, going to rio so how do we actually prepare athletes for major major competitions and that whole mindset that comes with the communication skills to get people to believe they can do things that are fairly audacious um and I, so there was never really a conversation about how we're going to coach this we knew that we like we do videos we try and keep them short and to the point so we aim for sort of 90 seconds if we're doing like online tutorials because we want to be succinct and really kind of structured with the coaching points but that that one of the things that's interesting for us from an online perspective is that 
ability to be able to do that has come from many, many years and many, many hours of actually face-to-face delivery, understanding yeah. how you're going to communicate. I think anybody who thinks they're going to jump into an online business, having not spent much time actually coaching, it's well, not to say you can't do it because you can, I guess, but it's like, I think I would much rather be in a position of having a, a real depth of coaching experience on my belt to then actually jump. And, and, and I think like just the, my last point on this and see if Jacko has got anything to add is that calisthenics is just movement. So whether you are, if you're going to run a hundred meters as fast as you can, or you're going to swim 400 meters as fast as you can, or you're going to throw a shot put, it's just human movement. All you need to understand is what the functional anatomy is involved, the biomechanics that are involved, and then therefore how do we match a training stimulus to create better performance through those movement patterns. And calisthenics is just the same. A flag is just movement. We just need to understand what's doing what, what the joints are doing, what positions we need to be in, where we need to be able to produce force, where we need to stabilize. And as soon as we do that, it's real simple. So the coaching process, I mean, I've worked with athletes in over 30 different sports. So put me with a wakeboard or a golfer, a horse rider or somebody who wants to do a muscle up, it's just movement at the end yeah. of the day. And I'll, I'll treat it as such. And it's just them fitting the training program to what that outcome or what the purpose of the movement is. Did that get philosophical in there? Was it all right? Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. It's good, but it, it's, yeah, that, like we can't, we, we can't, we don't hide from our, it's, it's like our background, our experience has actually just placed us in the position of, of where we are. Um, We're not entering Battle of the Bars anytime soon, are we? No, but. Oh, um, go on, lads. It's also, it's also not, um, but we've not had, we've not been like having to force anything. Um, you know, not to say we've not got better at things that we do. Like the first time we like we're recording some tutorials on camera, like it's weird just talking to a camera and nothing else. Um, but whatever the, the exercise that we were doing, you might have coached, you talked about the core and coached hundreds of hours of, of coaching to know this is what I'm, I don't have to think about what you're going to say. It just, you know, the points, it's just a matter of how you're going to do it. Just a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, and it might be like slightly in a slightly different context, but as Tim said, it's like calisthenics is movement, you're moving your body, whether it's, doesn't really necessarily matter what it is. If you've, if you've understood the foundations of the human movement system, then you're, you're able to apply that or ultimately what we should be trying to do is apply that to new things. That's how, that's how everything grows. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing in terms of that, you just made me think um, back almost to the, beginning part of that question before you got into specifics of of coaching was around the fact that we both played um well you mentioned scuba diving instructor but ultimately like the word instructor like you're coaching those people um when i was a school you know qualified as a school teacher like you're coaching a group of, of kids to learn something new that they've never done before it doesn't matter if it was science or whatever um and then we'd both in terms of sports play team sports. So we're very much like when you're co- when you're part of a team or coaching a team, you're trying to do something together with a group where you're all reliant on each other and you all yeah. need to input in and you're all trying to push each other to get a little bit better. Um, and I guess that we've never really talked about this before, I don't think, but that's, that's part of what we're, we're doing effectively. We are part of the community that are inputting in and encouraging each other and sharing ideas um, and all trying to bring everyone um, up and along with them. Um, that's a mindset that was, that's, I mean, I've played rugby since I was six years old. And like, a, 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 particularly a sport like rugby, 
where oh God, if, yeah. if me and Tim are playing together and I don't do my job, like not only do we lose, like he potentially gets hurt and yeah. you know, properly hurt. Um, you know, I'd, I got a friend that got paralyzed playing rugby. Um, and so, so from, from a young age, you start to understand that like, I got to do my bit for this team. Um, yeah. And yeah, I guess that's part of the, 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 the philosophy of how we do things. Like, we want to help you and we want to bring you along. Um, and we need, we need each other as much as, as, as anything. Um, and I guess that's why, that's why one of the, when we do some of our sort of uh, community events, we bring, bring everyone together that you get such a, such a nice vibe because everyone is, feels part of like the, this big team effectively. And they talk yeah. about it as a family. That's yeah, feel. yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. That's pretty sick, actually. I like that. But also, what's interesting is it is that all in person, is what you guys are talking about right now from your previous experience. Whereas the school of calisthenics is all online. With that, w- w- would you say the internet is a is a barrier in creating that connection, or how did you guys find you could facilitate no. that? No. Well, I just, so I just think well, look, we're, we're, we're having a, we're having a chat now. Like yes. whether you were sat in the room next to us, we're still talking. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, all the internet does is allow us to speak to anyone in the world. Whereas if we didn't have the internet, it would be better. We're in Nottingham. It would be like, it would be, it would be just influencing the people that are in and around you in Nottingham. So if you ask me a question in person, I can answer it. Or if you ask me a message, ask me in a message on Instagram, I'm like, we can answer it and we can type it or we can send you a video or it, okay, it, okay. rather than it being a barrier, it, I see it as the complete, I've got a bit, started talking faster than like a <laughs> volume, like I see it as the absolute opposite it's completely the opposite it just takes down all of the barriers it means if you want to connect with the scorecard tennis, you can just send us a message yeah. um, and we try to be everywhere so if you don't like Instagram and you want to use Facebook then use Facebook or if you want to use Twitter use Twitter if you want to send us an email like you go to the website if you like YouTube send us a message on YouTube um, well, I think we do a lot of face-to-face stuff. I mean, the number of work, I don't know how many workshops we've done. So we have pretty much a workshop every once a month, if not more now. And we've been doing those for the last sort of four, four, four years. years. Um, like Jacko says, we run community events, we run retreats. So there's a lot of opportunity for people to come and get face-to-face with us. And, and one of the things I think is interesting, uh, and as Jacko says, where we, we don't see it as any different, the same courtesy that I would pay somebody or give to somebody if they came into a workshop to speak to me face to face i pay them the same courtesy online so if someone asks a question i'd give them the human decency of replying to a question and often people are like oh i didn't think you reply and you're like well why not why would we not reply to it yeah because it's that's the human thing to do and we've always been really like we're about positivity so we'll never you'll never find us criticizing anybody for anything that they've done in calisthenics mm. because it's not our place to do that um it's if somebody's done something that they're proud of and they feel is an achievement whether it's whether their back is arched and handstand or not i don't care because it's not about yeah. that like they're on a journey my back my first handstand wasn't perfect nobody's first <laughs> handstand is perfect so true. like to think that it was or not um so we've just always been about trying to build people up. And as Jacko says, the internet and the social media used well has given us an incredible opportunity to empower people. And now what I, one of the things I'm most proud of is we've got people in Norway, America, the UK, Australia, that are all mates. They all follow each other. They all support mm. each other because they found a connection through the School of Calisthenics. And if we weren't here, they would still have that. So we're yeah. like that human, that human community thing is just... I don't know. That's where real life is. I think that's where the real power is of, of what we do, and using that 
influence that we now have or the opportunity that we have for positives rather than mm. to try and build ourselves up to be better than everybody else. It's not about that. Okay, I like, I like on the 14th of June this year, we've got our, um, our live social sort of community, free, free community event where Sweet. we're actually bringing our podcast to life. So we're bringing in, I think we've got like six or seven uh, podcast guests that we've had over the course of our podcast that are coming um, to do a little bit of podcast live. So Q&A, interact nice. with uh, the community and everyone there. I yeah. say so it's free to come on the 14th of June. And we've had guests from all sorts of all different walks of life, um, yeah. not just calisthenics. And so we're, they're going to be running along with us, taster workshops throughout, uh, throughout the day there. So um, where's that going to be? And how can we find that? So that's in Nottingham um, yeah. on the 14th of June. I'll send you, there's a link. If you go onto the, onto the website, schoolcalisthenics.com, um, I think it's forward slash live social, but I'll, I'll put the, I'll send you the link so you can put, yeah, it, yeah. put it in the show notes. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Oh, so God, for sure free event uh, we'd love you obviously to be there and but anyone listening yeah, yeah. as well um, everyone is uh it was welcome it's a it's a sunday 14th of june uh, in nottingham nice yeah try and get a little crew together come down get a few yeah, reps yeah. sets yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that was good fun. <laughs> that's cool when you guys this is what makes me interested though <clears throat> when you guys first started did you ever imagine it to be this how big it is now i mean it's your full-time you guys do this full-time now like it's you know yeah, ironically, we're not. Um, we still have athletes that we're training for Tokyo. So um, Jacko's got a couple of guys that he's looking after. And I, I do some consultancy work with British Swimming. I've got a few athletes that we're still prepping for. for the, so in eight months, we'll, we'll still have a, a number of athletes that uh, are going to compete at the Games. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, it's full-time. If you were to sort of say, well, a full-time week is 37 and a half hours. It's probably a full-time job. <laughs> it basically um, is. <laughs> <laughs> it basically is. It takes a lot of time. But um, yeah, we never... I think that's one of the amazing things about it for us is that we we started out no for no no other reason than because we were having fun, and then people in the gym started asking us mm. if we would put a workshop on. So we put a workshop on. Seven guys amazing. came to the first one, and then they really liked it. And then we did another one, and then we just thought, Do you know what? Like both of us are, I've got an entrepreneurial mindset. Um, I've been mm. self-employed for for quite a long time now, so to be successful in that sort of lifestyle, you've got to have your eyes open for opportunities. And we were having fun with what we were doing and we wanted to share it. So we just started putting on some more workshops and we put together a free beginner's guide PDF. Um, and you see how far we've come, like the quality of some of those videos, <laughs> what we were wearing, the microphone set up, the camera set up, like it's come a long way since then. It's all been an evolution. <laughs> but it was, yeah. And we've, we've, we've been about f like helping people from the beginning because the free beep, free, I don't know how many downloads we've got of that, but tens of thousands of free, just put it out there. It's just some exercises coached by us yep. to get you started and feel like you can get going in calisthenics. Um, so what it is now is like, we still feel like we're only really just beginning. We still feel there's a long, a long way for us to go. Um, but we're having fun with it and it's been hard. Like it's not easy to, to do it, um, to, to build something to the stage it is now, but it's still not like, yeah, we feel like we're scratching the surface, but we only just feel like we've probably got a bit of a foothold. It's probably fair to say in terms of actually taking this to where we want, we want to go with it. It's weird at times, you know, you, you reflect back in your crikey. If you think the rest, Tim's talking about some of those things there, I'm laughing because of like, yeah, we have actually come a long way, but then, at the same time, sometimes you feel like you've only just got started. Like we're only just really just actually starting with this thing and like get excited about, um, yeah, everything that's going on. Um, I mean, one thing that, um, we sort of upgraded significantly was how we were delivering our online, um, program. So that's now hey. in what we call our virtual classroom. 
and that free yep. beginners pdf is now been upgraded <laughs> enormously to there's a free beginners program on there yep. um it's a it's a full online training resource where you can follow along at your own pace etc but um it, it's uh that's a that's a, a valuable resource for people that are wanting to get started and if they want to take it further there's obviously all, all the other uh, programs and everything that's in there um, yeah. again we can if people are interested in that free beginners um program yeah, yeah. Can i can shoot them over the link because it's, it's yeah, straight on your it. website once you go on it you can see the download link there along with your virtual yeah. classroom yeah i mean when you go because you guys are like what 114,000 followers now uh on instagram on, on instagram 177 100, yeah 177 whoops my bad, my bad. <laughs> that's all right we don't measure that like, <laughs> we don't know that off the top of our head <laughs> and uh, that is 137,438 <laughs> <laughs> hold on let me just check yeah i mean that is a metric um got more on facebook interestingly but facebook really? is very quiet oh, yeah, it's like 240,000 or something but facebook is hmm. when we first started so back to so go back six years facebook was facebook was the place the platform yeah. and instagram was hmm. i think six years ago instagram was very Still quiet. But like everyone, every one of the things I would, uh, always a guy that we follow for sort of business advice, Gary V, Gary V, Gary V. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So he like he's very much so. I'm quoting him like everyone started with zero. This like, is it. We're yeah, no different to anybody yet. Like everyone is the same. Like we're all the same. Um, there's nothing special about us. Um, we started with zero, like everyone else. And um, yeah, what's more important for us rather than like the number of followers it's the quality of the interactions that okay. we get to have with people yeah. like you know like tim was saying about um answering questions just commu- and just connecting with people and just helping people along that journey if they if they if they want to and if they look if they're seeking for for advice and a, a friendly face to give them some some help and tips if we can whilst we know you're probably really enjoying the podcast there's something else that we think you will also really enjoy and that is the virtual classroom. If you're a beginner, we have got an eight-week free beginner's program designed to help you start your calisthenics journey where you're going to learn how to move better, get superhuman strong, and have a lot of fun along the way. If you're ready to take your training to the next level and learn some of the iconic calisthenics movements like a frog to handstand or a muscle-up, then inside the virtual classroom you are going to find all the training programs and educational information that you need. But rather than keeping you from the podcast for any longer than necessary, head over to schoolofcalisthenics.com where you're going to find a bodyweight training resource which is different to anything else available anywhere. Tim, I think they're ready to get back to the podcast. How did you guys go from that zero? Because I say everyone starts on zero. Everyone starts there, you know, level one. How did you guys then over those six years go from zero to building not only that following, that like notoriety essentially as you're putting your name out there, people start to notice it. But it sounds to me more like how did you build that connection with people online? What was it that made you realize, right, School of Calisthenics is going to build that? Yeah, so when we started on Instagram, just <laughs> when we started on Instagram, Instagram, you can only do 15 second videos. Oh, and yeah. We were like, right. Yeah, and we were yeah. like, right, we're going to do 15 second videos, obviously, because you can't do it anymore. And we we're like, <laughs> do really fast, quick, like snappy videos. And oh, like, awful. when you've got zero followers, nobody watches any of them. And then you do a good video, and you go, like, that was a good video. And like, no one's watching. And then you, you get a follower because you actually misses, and then your mom, and then you've got two. Bless. My missus isn't even on Instagram. So we're still stuck on two, and then your mom, and my And then it's like, I don't know. It, 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 at the beginning, or the, there is, well, there hasn't been a strategy other than put out 
loads and loads and loads and loads of content as best quality as you can, like do your best and then give as much value as you can. Give as much, yeah, do your best, give as much value as you can. Then, and then, you know, genuinely probably a little bit more difficult now um, that we don't answer every single question every minute of the day because you just never stop. Um, But we always, you know, try to, um, at the beginning when there's like a lot less then yeah then you're building up all those all those connections um I think so apologies if anyone has messaged us recently we haven't like we'll, <laughs> we'll get there one day <laughs> but, um, just send another one i think as well like instagram and social like if you look at our instagram feed it's not really about us like it features us but it's mm-hmm. really about how we can give value to other people so whether it's a coaching yeah. tutorial or jack would have put something nice around sort of like some uh, mindset stuff or, or mental mm. health and, and i think we've just yeah i think that's the secret if anyone goes how do you build a following and, and there's people with much bigger followings than what we've got um but we just we just put out content we put out the best content that we can and we give away so much advice and support for free which we never complain about um and, we, and we're not massively protective over what we put out these days like we'll, there's uh, some of the stuff i'm really proud of actually is is um we 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 went did a retreat well, the last couple of years to Mike's gym and we we took marching our our camera guy with us mm. and just told him to shoot a live handstand session live coaching and you'll see what you see it's not rehearsed it's not practice it's literally off the cuff here's what we're going to do for this session and there's a 45 minute handstand tutorial or a live session on Instagram uh, sorry on YouTube that someone can go and watch like I think that's fairly unique you don't see a lot of people just putting really raw coaching footage out yeah. Um, and that's that's available for anybody who can't afford to come to Mike's gym. Yeah, he literally watch. has the busiest three days of his life. He just has the camera on <laughs> the entire time, and you get like, well, because we teach, you know, we're teaching a group of people there how to do a handstand. You just video it, and then it, it goes on, and the you know there there you are, as Tim says, just seeing the you're just seeing the coaching, you're just seeing what we do, just as it mm. as it happens. There's no edit to that. Um, whereas if you're doing a tutorial and you say something you don't, you know, and let me re-say that, like you can obviously do a second take or whatever but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can't create the volume of content you potentially need to do if you if you can't just like fire it off the bat because it'll just take you too long to like i just looked on our just i was out of interest we've done 2854 posts on, on feed in the last four years so like we put uh-huh. out something every day if not twice a day yeah um but yeah that's so, I mean, there's and I think there's there's over 500 tutorials across the different programs in the virtual classroom. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of content there available, um, and there's a ton of stuff on. I say, as Tim mentioned about on, on YouTube, there's there's everything from like an entire effectively like workshop of how, like what we were teaching on a handstand to a group and seeing that and seeing that interaction live, effectively. And then there's there's everything from that under like a long form down to on YouTube. There's like like smaller chunks of like this part for your handstand or this part for your muscle up or this part hmm. um so there's a little bit of everything for for what people want um and ultimately it's like loads of people just you know the number of messages we get of people where they've learned how to do whatever their goal was by just watching a youtube video or just watching stuff on instagram and like that's cool that's that's amazing if you didn't need like but then what's sometimes is a little bit sad they feel a bit some occasionally someone will say oh you know but i didn't actually buy one of your programs and they're saying it in a way that like they seem like they're a bit they're a bit like sorry almost about it and it's like no no okay, like, okay. 
the program's there if you need the structured like do this do this do this do this cool. if you just need some of the coaching tips and techniques that are in one video that's on youtube and that helps you like that's like that. even more amazing like if that's all you need like so you know if someone is listening like never feel bad about it. you don't have to don't buy the program wait going to support us great but it's more about if you if you need the thing do you know what i mean we've had someone before that they were like um i want to write a check i just want to make a donation and we were like what? Don't be nice. stupid. just nice. like yeah no well, oh. we just said to him no but like yeah 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 um it's, yeah it's, it's, yeah. it's d, d jackson <laughs> yeah, no, no, sorry, I thought it'd be no 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 it's just my personal bank it's absolutely yeah. I do love that though because I think that speaks volumes in terms of what level of value you guys just want to give and I think Gary Vee says that all the time he's like post yeah. often and give value post often and give value I think we're so lost in this whole like in influencer freaking feed of being flashy and this that and just getting attention whereas I think for what we do in the in the PT industry in, a, in an industry that gives a service you forget that all the time it's like what service do you give and are you giving it well are you giving it in a way that people can consume it easily and where they can trust you i think that's what you guys have also nailed over your years of not only building up the brand of the school of calisthenics but then once you actually look at your background all those years previous to it coaching athletes coaching people your own injuries it makes sense that this is the journey you've come to and this is why it's I don't want to say easy to discredit you guys and the hard work you put into it, but that's why I would say it's easy for you guys to suddenly continue to go along that path and be like, what can I give out? And if someone wants something back then we can offer it, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Sweet. Awesome guys. We have literally been chatting nonstop for almost an hour. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So stuff like that we've not actually really talked about before. Like we might've gone off a slightly different tangent, but it was, it was fun. It was nice to sort of chew through some of that stuff. And like, Again, a bit more around the journey, Rob. Often we do podcasts and people want to know like what the best things to do if you're a beginner, what exercises you do, but to kind of go... I can go on your website for that. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. no, it's nice to, to verbalize some of the stuff. So thanks for having us on. Thanks for the time. No, for sure. I mean, the whole point of me setting up Forever Stronger Coaching is so people realize it's more than just the physical. Uh, there's a huge like psychological aspect to it. My degree is in psychology. Um, and you realize that when you watch people. I remember um, coaching two mates of mine and, you know, one was very ego motivated. One was very mastery motivated. So I was like, all right, Christian, why am I benching more than you? And I'm smaller than you. What's going on? He's like, what? <laughs> get, get, get the hell out of here. He starts like pushing himself. Whereas another mate of mine, Francois, was very much just focused on himself inwards. And I was like, all right, look, just increase it by two kilos. See how you feel. Or, yeah, let me get that dumbbell for you. I'm like, yeah, you go get some more. Just cover the, just cover the, cover the number. <laughs> Give it to him. He does his reps. He goes, oh, that was tough. And I was like, yeah, because it's like 10 kilos more than what you're doing before. <laughs> He's like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, there you are. So it's once you can kind of realize the mental aspect. I may or may have not have done that with um, a blind athlete before. <laughs> <laughs> to get them through a plateau. Had to. Put a little there you go, just PB'd. Oh, yeah. That's because oh, that's... I put more weight on the bar than you. <laughs> <laughs> They, they just have that um, blind trust in you. And you're like, oh, no, nope, that didn't almost crush you. No, nope, wait, wait, let's bring that off. <laughs> yeah. well, it's a good thing we touched on some of the, uh, some of the mental side of things then. It's almost like, um, almost like we planned it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but nope, not inside. <laughs> but that was it. I just wanted to find out more about your philosophy, where you guys have come from, what, what made you pour so much into that brand. Because, you know, seeing you guys push from day one to where you're at now is incredible. And you've done it in such a way that I've seen your content develop and get better and better and better and better and better and, better and more. 
I'd say not more precise because actually it is, it's funny. It's the same content you guys would have bought six years ago, but just in a much more structured and, and clearer way. Mm-hmm. And it's so nice to see you develop that. So I'm really looking forward to where you guys are at in the next like six years as well. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, We're really excited fun. about the, uh, I think I, it's what has dawned on me is that we sort of started off and you went, well, after three years, you'll be flying. Three years will be easy to be in the bag. It takes three years. And now we're like, mm, probably need to think about another 10 years. Like, because it's so, you just, it becomes broader. And, and there'll come a point where we have a decision to make about where we want to go. Like how, mm. how sort of, because there's always options, right? You can, you can take, your, you get to a point with business where you have choices. Yeah. Um, but we're just, in, we've really enjoyed it. And that's always been a central part of it for us is that we just want to have fun. Like, life is enjoy the journey for living exactly yeah. and, and we're very fortunate that we get to do something that we love with people that we love and and um when we when we lose when we lose the enjoyment from it we have, we often just try and go oh, it doesn't happen that often but it's just taking a step back mm. and just re- rediscovering that because it's hard like it's a grind putting out 2584 yeah Instagram posts is, is tiring like it's a lot of the day like i can't remember like, like you couldn't you couldn't do it you had to do everything through your phone as well like now oh, God. like create a studio on facebook is better and whatnot but like yeah <laughs> it's the texture. That's why my thumbs are. I used to think my thumbs were knackered because of uh, rugby. But it's <laughs> Instagram. It's that. Instagram. Instagram claim. Claim. <laughs> I just blame yeah, the claim. Mar- yeah, no, that's the American model, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so that's <laughs> the next topic. step for School of Calisthenics. Sue Facebook. Yeah, sure, put a massive claim. <laughs> yeah, we'll sue somebody. I'm sure that'll go, <laughs> retire, <laughs> go down well. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are the next steps though for you guys where, where do you guys see it go the next year two years six years ten years do you have that vision yet uh, you've got some yeah. sort of loose plans in the short so there's a few uh, there's a few things around sort of on the into put like so we've we get some inquiries from in the sort of elite sport sort of uh, area where We've done a couple of like we've done a, a workshop for the physios and coaches at Scotland Rugby, where yeah. some of the people, some of the guys there, had like been following us stuff, and they, when we're talking about creating or Tim's um, presentation that he did at the UK Strength and Conditioning Conference a couple of years ago, was about bomb-proofing shoulders and sort of shoulder robustness, and when someone in their sport sees how it can fit in and they want to, they want to do something a little bit differently. We've had quite a number of conversations um, around there. So there's, a, there's been a few opportunities. We were doing um, something with the Football Association this month. Um, so we were nice. doing a workshop with those guys with the FA. And like Jack is Hopefully Harry Kane's over his injury. And yeah. Shame there's some, uh, <laughs> some content that we still want to put together, some like, developing online platforms, um, potentially some stuff around supporting coaches more in the future with the sort of the online mm. training science and theory behind progressively or coaching progressive calisthenics. Um, yeah. the coaching team's expanded a little bit we're sort of doing that very slowly um, so there's lots of like it's almost it feels like as if we've built we've got a bit of a, a foundation that we can sit on and get some of, some of the big sort of like um, the big rocks taken care of and, yes uh, as I said before we, we want to kind of just establish that and there's a few more things we want to add to it in terms of just creating that that kind of infrastructure um, and then what happens next is probably yeah I don't know we'll see it's a big thing on longevity for people like we're having that conversation of like investing in your Mm. physical pension was a a phrase that tim used tim comes Ah, i like that Um, (laughs) patent pending i stole that off a bloke on the train (laughs) Uh, did you (laughs) told me he goes i've got no problems investing in my physical pension um, sorry my financial pension but no one invests in the physical pension i said hang on i'll write that down (laughs) physical pension what was his name is it just a stranger on the phone was just chatting to me because i had a pretty swimming top on so he goes you swimmer no no no, i'm strength and conditioning coach he goes oh man he's knackered (laughs) 
So, doing a little assessment of just pretty bad it there, is it? Pinch some IP off him. Copyrighted it. You don't even know. Well, if he's that's listening amazing. now, thank you very much, John. <laughs> Yeah, that's wicked. I do like how your future vision still fit in line with it being a school and education, especially in terms of what you just touched on for trainers and coaches um, and education from there. Because I think that's such an important aspect with such a low barrier to entry in our industry. It, like, it really does depend on what kind of CPD you do. Like my CPD this year is actually getting my level four S&C qualification, uh, getting my level four sports massage, and then going back to uni to do osteopathy. But when I first um, graduated, it was... Um, my level three shooter Pete set up a company called HPT5 and was like, let me teach you more biomechanics. And I was like, hell yes. Cause he gave me so much more on my level three than normal. I think that'd be a great contact for you guys. Actually, I can ping you that over, but it is very important for trainers to understand just basic origin attachments, insertions, uh, bones, joint actions and movements, what's when and where and how, because once you can change that, you look at a human body differently. And then exactly. that's when we as coaches can help people in a much deeper level than just do a squat because it's good for you. <laughs> like, like, okay, yeah. no, readjust yeah, this squat because this is how you move. Try a deadlift variation of this because it's going to suit you to do that. And so it just goes a lot deeper. Definitely. So yeah, Ooh, very excited to watch you guys do that, especially for calisthenics. Cool. Sweet yeah, guys. Thank you. Well, um, I'll have to pop down to Nottingham. Mate, you're welcome. Yeah. Anytime. That'd be wicked. You can hang 14th out. 14th of June, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcast yeah. live. We're down in. Are we not going to the gym? Uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're doing one in April at Lift Movement. No way. Okay, sick. When? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's the fifth of April. It's definitely in April. Okay, okay. Um, well, look yeah, out for again, that. all details on website for all the workshops and everything. Sweet. All right. Well then, that's around the corner. I'm in the country, so yeah, wicked. Yeah. <laughs> See you guys then. If you're in London sooner, give me a shout. We'll. Yeah, we got hey, yeah. Yeah. some training sessions in. Wicked, guys. Awesome. Thank you so much. No and I'm going to pray that this actually saves if I press stop recording. <laughs> so thank you so much again for listening. We don't take it lightly that you uh, give up probably an hour of your time to listen to these podcasts. So we really do appreciate that. We hope you got a load of value out of it, guys. And we would, if you did, we would love you to do a couple of things for us. One of them is tell other people and share it if you thought that we were adding some value. And also, if you want to, pop over to iTunes or wherever you're listening to this and give us a five-star review. We like five stars. Four stars, not as good. Keep it five stars. are the best. Five of your best stars, please. <laughs> and if you would like to find out more about the School of Calisthenics and see the best of everything that we have got, head over to our virtual classroom. You can access it from the website at schoolofcalisthenics.com. And that is where we have got literally, possibly, the best calisthenics resource available anywhere in the world. It's definitely the best one we've done. And on that note, until next week, class dismissed. <laughs>